Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by a man who, well, let's just say Karma decided to take out her wrath on his nuts in the last few weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Justin. Hey, buddy, what's going on? I don't think I did anything to deserve all this, man. <laughs> we'll get into it here in a minute. Uh, this is 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, and TikTok, all at 151 The Show. You know what? Much like the Tumblr page, you probably really don't have to worry about the Instagram page anymore because I don't think I've touched that in a while. I can barely operate Facebook, period. So, I mean, Instagram's completely out of the question. Well, what's funny about it in, in my line of work when you have, you know, so many social media channels for a radio station and then you try putting a podcast one on top of it and trying to be creative on every single one, it's slightly challenging from time to time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, anyways, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, pff, sure, Instagram, why not? Uh, TikTok, all at 151 The Show. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other channels. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, and share, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you miss any of that, just head to 151theshow.com. Uh, tonight, we're uh, just wrapping up the month of April with a uh, lot of stuff. We're going to dive into Falcon and Winter Soldier as that wrapped up. Was that last week or the week before? I can't remember. Last week. Okay. Yep. Last, um, last Friday. Uh, we'll get we to have, that. Uh, We've got Mortal Kombat. We might do Resident Alien because we never wrapped up that. Uh, and maybe Justin will tell us more about the ventures of Facebook if he feels up to it. That's a, that's a heavy that's a heavy road to go down right now, man. All right. Needless to say, uh, something else happened to Justin on Facebook. And I don't know if it's been worked out or if it's going to be worked out or what. But maybe sometime down the road we'll... We'll hear the end of it. Maybe I'll, I'll give I'll give everybody a, a, a brief update. My personal page, uh, as we talked about last time, back up and running. Um, a few days ago, uh, my business page uh, was was unpublished. There's a lot of same same deal. A lot of content, a lot of memories, uh, a lot of past stuff, a lot of stuff that's only existed on Facebook, and a very 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 vague explanation that the page was taken down because it was similar to one that had been taken taken down for violations and i'm not sure quite how that works yet but very hard to reach my audience because i do i do a podcast on there too we do all product announcements you know very hard to reach people uh yeah. when it just suddenly disappears one day so and i'm not i'm not sure what the process is going to be i've made a few outreaches and so far i've just got radio silence so well hopefully you can get that taken care of and get back to normal with all that kind of stuff so like like you said last time, probably the one in a million shot got wasted on my personal one, and now I'm SOL. So yeah, I'm not wasting any more of my connections on you and that kind of stuff. So right. Right. <laughs> uh, let's dive right into it. Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, wrapped up this past week with uh, their sixth episode. And just out of the gate, what I thought real quick, I thought it wrapped up a lot better than WandaVision. Oh, it certainly told a, a, a story from a, a more traditional story from point A to point B than what WandaVision did. I, I, I will certainly say that. So I, I would say it had a more satisfying wrap. Although I will say this, uh, as much as I love Sam uh, Wilson as the new Captain America, the headgear and the uniform is so stupid. The ears put, the, that was the part that I didn't get. It's right. like, okay, what's the point? The, the partial head wrap, you know, it, it's kind of like a combination 
turtleneck and one of those visors without the top of the hats. Not completely sold on that, but maybe they'll improve it going into Captain America 4 or something. I, I think I liked it, and I'll get to some of the other stuff uh, here in a minute, but one of the reasons I liked it, I thought it wrapped up that story well, and I thought thought it that it put the pieces in the right places for things to come yes you know everybody was so and and correct me if i'm wrong and maybe you notice this too but you know how with wandavision everybody was putting out theory after theory after theory and they did none of this stuff like none of it came true it was just kind of a oh we're gonna end the series and here she is with the dark right. hold out in the woods where it didn't do right. anything to kind of push the only thing it did to push along the story was she now is the Scarlet Witch. I right. didn't see a whole lot of people doing theories and as in-depth theories as WandaVision with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did you? Well, no, because of, I think of, of two reasons. Number one, it was a lot more straightforward story. It wasn't the fantastical, magical, you know, uh, multiverse two. I think they got burned on WandaVision and all these crazy theories. Yeah. Three, I think because it wasn't such an out there story to begin with. I mean, you know, that WandaVision was a pretty out there crazy take on it. The the world was was open for for anything. And by um, the way, you know, um there are going to be spoilers in this. I think if you've listened to this show enough, you know that there's going to be spoilers. Right. When you when you really break this down, this this was not that complicated of a story and, you know, the Damn, it was uh, six hours, but I mean, a lot of that was character development for, you know, Sam Wilson yeah. and and uh, Bucky Barnes, which we kind of did. And we kind of didn't um, because so much of Bucky's final character development was completely off screen, you know, that just consisted of him crossing names off of the list yeah. and not really showing that work. But still, you know, we got the one that was important. So I don't think there was as much room for the crazy yeah. theories in this one. I thought it was interesting. Um, looking back at the series as a whole, the, you know, like we see Bucky and we see him smiling and doing all this other stuff, but there were some moments when he went dark and it's like, that's right. the winter soldier. And that's who I want to see more of. Like when uh, uh, at the uh, beginning of the series, I don't remember what episode it was, but he's like, Sam, let's take the shield back. And then right. uh, later in it, uh, he's like, you don't want it, uh, uh, John Walker, you don't want to do this. Yes, we do. Right. And I and I think part of that is, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, you talk about a, a World War II vet with PTSD. Yeah. Only, you know, the, the dude happens to be in his early 30s, even though he's 100 years old. 106. Um, you know, I yeah, I think there's some some pretty some pretty harsh scars there. You know, that being said, I think a big major turning point in that is in the last episode when those people get out of that 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 truck and thank him. And that's the first time since the 1940s before he fell off that train. Anybody's been he's been a hero that yeah. anybody's been happy uh to see him because since then he's been constantly pursued and on the run uh or grudgingly accepted and pardoned yeah. but you know i i think that's that's a major turning point in in his psyche being able to relax and not be that guy whether he wants to be or not 
one other thing I had a thought with this. At one point, uh, what was the uh, main bag of the, the girl? Kylie or Kaylee or I, Kaylee? The, the, no, the, the girl Kaylee. from the, the Flag Smashers. I, yeah, the, the redhead. At some point in the last episode, like I started rooting for John Walker. It's like, I don't care what your cause is anymore. You're annoying. Like she had been right. kind of borderline annoying as a villain throughout this whole series. And then I don't know what it was at the end. I'm like, just kill her. Well, I think they tried to uh, cure the Marvel cure curse of, of flat, uninteresting villains. The problem was that her position, and it was part of the whole story for, for Sam essentially to take her position at the end of it, her position was not necessarily an incorrect one or a bad one. It was just her means to, for those of you that can't see on the audio here, yeah. uh, I just finger quoted, um, it was just her means to the end. And it was funny as she progressed it, even like her people in her circle are all like, she's all like one world. And they're like, uh, okay. I did. Okay. I there, When John Walker was walking up, that was exactly my, my thought. I'm like, I don't care what your cause is anymore. You could be going and saying that prime rib every Monday for every person on the planet. At that point, I don't care. You're too annoying for me. Like him or, or hate him. And, and I went back and forth a couple times during during the whole run of this thing. Uh, John Walker kind of redeemed himself at the end just a little bit when he dropped the shield to grab the van yeah. and let go of his. I mean, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. I mean, the dude's a douche. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but that's but, the thing in the comic. It's not like he's overly bad or good. He's He's just not Captain America. But here's the thing. Steve Rogers was not picked because he was a good soldier. Steve Rogers was picked because he was a good man. He was a little guy. He'd been bullied. He didn't yeah. let that power. Now, I don't I don't in, in any way, shape, or form try to imply that you can't be a good man if you're a good soldier, but Steve was a good man first and a good soldier second. They picked John Walker for Captain America based on his service record. Yeah. And then threw him in against superpowered opponents and said, here, go live up to this guy who is the perfect person. Yeah. But you ain't got no powers. You ain't got nothing else. And he got his ass kicked. There was a great line that he said that made me, it was, it was easy not to hate him. And he was talking about when he got the medals of honor and he said, yeah, they gave me medals for the three worst days of my life. Or it, it, I can't remember right. the exact line, but it was something like that. And it's like, okay, I don't hate this guy anymore. He's doing the right. best he can with what the government. He was, in his he lap. was, he was set up to fail. Yes, I mean, well, at, at the end was. of the day, that was an, that was, that was an unwinnable position, no matter who would have been put in it short of again, Sam picking up that shield and it sort of worked out for the, the best in the end, because the guy who ended up with the responsibility is the guy who initially didn't want it. Yeah. Uh, he didn't seek it. It was thrust upon him. Like because Kayla I think said. he finally realized, huh? Like Kayla said. Exactly. Because <laughs> he finally, he finally realized that I, I think, I think when it was okay for him, for the character is when, yeah, Bucky says, you know, no, Steve and I talked about this and we picked you or he picked yeah. you because you're a good man. And neither one of us ever thought what it would meant that, yeah. you know, to, to, for a black man to pick up. Shit. 
Uh, this is 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all at 151 The Show. We're also on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and a slew of other channels. Uh, please like, follow, and share, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. As we wrap up the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, uh, the news that came out, Captain America 4 came out. I did see an article, and I haven't read it, something about that it might focus on the systemic racism in America. I don't know if that's right. true or not. That's an article. I, uh, like I said, I saw a headline while I was scrolling a little bit ago. So um, I read an interview with Anthony Mackey that's less than 48 hours old that said he heard about it from the guy in his grocery store <laughs> that said, man, is this true? And picked up his phone and showed him the article. So I really doubt anything other than, you know, somewhere in Kevin Feige's office, they had a quick meeting and said, okay, yeah. clear your schedule because we want you to write Captain America 4 with uh, Sam Wilson, and that's as far as it's got. I, I doubt they really figured out what subject matter they're going to tackle. Now, on the other side of things with this, do we get an Isaiah Bradley series or movie at some point? I think, okay, let me, let me run one by you real quick because you know it, we find out in the show what happened to him that he got sent to prison for right. 30 years right instead of doing a movie with it imagine a tv series that's it has a dark side kind of like game of thrones where the worst thing you can hap think happen it becomes worse excuse me and you go you follow isaiah bradley through the testing process getting the injection, battling the Winter Soldier at one point, losing his men, and then everybody knows how it kind of wraps up. I don't know, because we already know the end of that story and that it, it turns around and it gets better. I don't know. I don't know that there's... I should say that's the story. That's the show I could see happen. Right. I mean, I think what they're heading towards is, you know, uh, what the grandson uh, becomes, you know, Patriot, or young Patriot. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, uh, the the new Avengers. I mean, I I think I think they're probably going to keep blazing that trail forward, maybe rather than than backtrack. But it certainly does raise some. I think we'll definitely see an expanded presence for him in comic in book. Uh, I think there's a there's a rich area to mine. I just like to see more of his story and what he kind of set up, right. and especially what he said. Yeah, I almost had you back in Beijing or wherever he said. Right. To, to Bucky. Korea, I, yeah. I, I think that would make it for a great series. And it would have one of those endings that you know is coming and you're dreading it coming because you don't know how the right. other. It, it, you know what? It's kind of like it's kind of like, uh, you know, the prequels with Darth Vader. Everybody knew what was going to happen. You know, he was going to fall at some point. They just didn't know how he was going to do it. I hope they do it better than the Star Wars prequels. But here we are. Right. I think we're going to see how good the prequels could have been in the new Obi-Wan series without all the stiltedness and dialogue and all the rest of it. I really, if you get a, if you get a show at the level of the Mandalorian with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, I mean, and that clash and conflict could be interesting. Okay. Here's one for you. Do we get a force ghost of Ewan McGregor in the Ahsoka Tano show? Ooh, huh? It's a good question. Uh, this is 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok all at 151 The Show. Please like, follow, and share on uh, all the uh, you know YouTube and uh, Podbean and iTunes. Your beep threw me off. What the hell was that? Are you that dying? Was, uh, text message. No, oh. it was text message. Okay. I didn't know if it was your, your life support system beeping. Yeah, no, that's all good.
Uh, we're on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and a ton of other channels. You can find all of that at 151theshow.com. Uh, real quick, Baron Zemo, best part of Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Yes, he was very much... Uh, uh, it, it is pretty bad when you know uh you're two episodes in and you realize you like the quote-unquote bad guy more than the quote-unquote new new hero so and we didn't get too much into the sharon carter thing no i'm trying to think of like do i care about that a ton it all depends on whether or not um they were actually setting up her to be talking to norman osborne at the end and they chickened out of it at the last minute because you got to remember you know this was supposed to be the first one out of the gate yeah. WandaVision was supposed to follow this. This was supposed to follow Black Widow. So you already knew Julia Louis Dreyfus's character from Black Widow. There were there's a whole bunch of things here that are happening out of order and that they kind of yeah. rolled with slightly and changed. Now, I know that they didn't they got 75% of the way through production before they had to shut down for COVID. They did 25% at the end. They block shot it. So they didn't have very significant story changes. Yeah. They, they said they did make a couple of tweaks knowing what they had in the can before they shut down and coming back to, you know, they did some more expansion of Carly's character and a few other things to make her a little more human. But <laughs> that's, overall, the that's the beauty of uh, not doing video on this one because I don't have time to edit it before the right. month is over <laughs> there was there was an obscene gesture yeah, made, ladies so and gentlemen I, I like how they definitely set up you know the next couple steps you know whether right. it's whether it's the thunderbolts or young avengers or the power broker or norman osborne or whatever i i like that setup more than just the scarlet witch in a lake cabin reading right. a book I while mean, drinking tea and hearing her make-believe kids Right. At the end of the day, we do have to wonder what turned Sharon Carter from, you know, Uber agent to out for herself, or was that the way she was all along? Maybe. Could be. I possibly. mean, we all have a we we, we all have a rosy view, but you know, who knows? You know what? You, actually, you brought up a thing I've never thought of because she didn't have to be a good guy in Winter Soldier, but she didn't have to be for Hydra either. Right. So, so oh, if if you just if you just take the fact that she was a dirty shield agent at the time or was leveraging, you know, for herself, whatever, yeah. starting to establish, you know, whatever she was doing. And the only thing that she did in Winter Soldier uh, was to not go with Hydra because they were worse. Yeah. How do you think she smuggled all that shit out in Civil War? Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right, let's uh, let's go on. We, we've kind of uh, uh, handled this, I think. Well, there'll probably be more as we get closer to other Marvel stuff. But I, I do want to bring up something we didn't talk about. Congratulations to LeVar Burton. Uh, Going to get a host Jeopardy after so many fans wrote in and signed petitions and all of that. Uh, did you hear and about that? And he's going to replace Ryan Reynolds as the uh, you know the sales pitch person for Aviation Gym. I saw that the other day. That was a great. He was like, "Wow, LeVar Burton, you're in here." They pulled that shit off in like 36 hours. No, man. that's great. But yeah, congratulations to him. I think he'd make a great host for Jeopardy. That's just my view. I don't know why, but Aaron Rodgers as the host of Jeopardy has been funny to me. Right. 
<laughs> well, because it's not exactly, uh, you know, uh, you don't think those skills are going to go together. Yeah. You know, the only the only thing that I hate for LeVar to, to do that gig in one way, because for me, in one way, I feel like when was the last time you, you saw Drew Carey do anything short of host the prices right and i used to really enjoy drew carey you know yeah um you know uh as an actor and as comedian and and you know anytime you're doing these kind of shows i think you you know you aren't oh, gonna definitely. have that kind of time so you know what i you know it i'm but okay by with the it, same though. token more more power to him i mean it's a good steady gig yeah no totally Let's I'm see. sure he's be good at it. Since you brought up Ryan Reynolds, I want to bring up Mortal Kombat real quick. Uh, new Mortal Kombat movie came out on uh, HBO Max last Friday. And the only reason I bring up Ryan Reynolds is because, uh, at, it, another spoiler here, at the end of uh, the movie, have you seen it yet? I haven't, no. Okay, I'll get to that in a second. But at the end of the movie, uh, there's a thing about going and finding Johnny Cage for the next tournament, right? Right. Um, right now, the two names that are coming up that pe- a lot of people want to be Johnny Cage, I saw it come out today. Today, Ryan Reynolds is one of them. Of course, it is. And then, which the more you think about it, it's like you know what? I could actually see him as Johnny Cage. That's not right. That's not a far cry. Uh, the other one, uh, kind of the more unlikely, but you know what? I could actually see it because I've 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 seen him. I've watched him a lot because of uh, pro wrestling. The Miz. I don't know who that is. He's a he's a pro wrestler and he's got kind of this Hollywood vibe to him and stuff. If Johnny Cage was a pro wrestler, he'd probably be like The Miz. But okay. uh, he has a very I will say this he has a very very funny uh, reality show with his wife after pro wrestling on on Monday nights Monday Night Raw. Ooh, I think I just thought of my shameless plug tonight. Ooh, okay. Um, anyways, uh, going back to Mortal Kombat real quick. Uh, they found a R-rated version of Mortal Kombat to make a movie just so they can show fatalities. I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love it. it, it like, I got done with it on Friday night. I'm like, I saw a movie. That's where I was with it. But right. I was never a huge Mortal Kombat guy. Were you? No. No, I, I wasn't. I, I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the movie with uh, Christopher Lambert, the original one. And it was funny. In, in the lead-up to this, I actually saw... Uh, an interview with the lady, and I didn't realize it was a real lady who had done all the motion capture stuff for the original Sonya Blade in the game. Okay. I've seen her, I guess I've seen her do the cosplay. I've seen her do an interview. I don't know if she can act, but they should have just got her for the 1996 movie. (laughs) And hell, they could have got her for this one because she doesn't, she's like 30 years later and she doesn't look like she's aged today. You know what? Uh, You know what I think is the problem with that movie? The plot line works awesome for a video game. When you start right. trying to des- to explain that outlet or Outworld or what was it called? Was it Outworld? I think it was Outworld. Yeah. Anyways, if they win ten tournaments in a row, they get the Earth. Right. And you start going with all these other things. Like there are good parts. Don't get me wrong. There are great parts of the movie. Kano was awesome. I can't remember his name, but one of the guys from the other side, Sub Zero and Scorpion. It's like okay. I can't tell you my big disappointment with the movie. Scorpion, when he did his fatality at the end, right? He he breathed the fire like he does. I wanted yeah. him to tear off his face and do it, but he just breathed the fire out of his mouth. Oh. It was like, hey, where's the skull at? Well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a comic book movie, I mean, or a video game movie like that, I mean, come on. 
movies made from video games are horrible and uh, video games from movies are horrible there's the, the two mediums do not transfer that's weird right that's just all there is to it you would think that some of these would cross over pretty well but yeah, trying to explain, uh, make a movie out of the plot for Mortal Kombat is a little tough. Right. It just it doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, look at Sonic the Hedgehog, the Mar the Super Mario Brothers TV show. I mean, they just they don't work. Okay, how about Top Gun? The Nintendo so game was bad. pretty good. Admit yeah, it. I don't see. I don't. I don't know about that because that was so such just a generic. The only thing they used was the name. Yeah. And the song. <laughs> okay. Um, MIDI version of 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 uh, Danger Zone. Yeah. I don't think you can count that really as an adaptation. Oh, horse. Inspiration. I, I say horse to that. You're wrong. You're you know, just angry because you, you can't uh, get Facebook to like you this week. <laughs> I'm just angry because I thought I had a really good theory and you immediately like pulled up one example <laughs> that disproves it. And it's the only freaking example that there is, but you pulled it out in like three seconds. I, I was going through my head. I'm like, okay, I got to find one that kind of works. Um, That's you know, it. That's the only one. Uh, I will say... Actually, how about uh, uh, the Spider-Man game? Uh, the later one for PS2 or 3, and then the uh, one they just put out for uh, PS4 in Miles Morales. I know there's yeah, one movie. Yeah, that's not, that's not based off a movie. That's just based off the property. That doesn't count. The, the one that's based off Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire is pretty f***ing good. It is. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Well, you're wrong. Admit it. There's 5,000 bad video game to movie and movie to video game adaptations. You managed to get two. In 30 one seconds. Which, you give me a minute, which, I can probably come up with some one, more. One of which I've never played, so I can't verify. Which one can't you um, play? Or uh, haven't you played? The Spider-Man 2 movie game Oh, really? Game you never beat, you played that? No. Huh. no, I've never played that. I'm just looking it up on Google real quick because I'm, uh, I'm interested. How about Resident Evil? No. Goldeneye. Uh, there was some of it that was, yeah, I mean, the damn level's pretty close. Uh, okay, with few exceptions, <laughs> they don't work. With few exceptions. Oh, God, that's so funny. Goldeneye is a classic. I'll give you that one. Goldeneye, come on, man. You grew up on Goldeneye as much as me, right? Yeah, you can't. No, yeah, okay. My the winds are out of my sails now since you brought up Goldeneye, and like I said, I will give you. I will make the caveat with few exceptions, uh, notably Goldeneye, Top Gun, um, the few that we've mentioned. You've mentioned here. Jesus. Don't be a dick about it. I'm admitting you have a point. Gamesradar.com did a list of ten best video game movies of all time. Public actually one day ago. Holy. Sh we're on. Well, this is topical. Ratchet and Clank. Don't care. Never saw it. Never played it. Silent Hill. Okay. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Uh, actually, that movie, uh, my kids liked it. So okay. it's pretty good. Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. That movie was f boring. 
Yeah. And I don't know what uh, switch I just flipped, but I am cussing a lot now. Uh, they have Mortal Kombat in at number seven, the 2021 version of it. No, terrible. Warcraft in at number six. Terrible. That movie could have been good. It really could have been, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, Resident Evil. Okay. Assassin's Creed. Whoever wrote this list is a moron. Assassin's Creed, a couple of the games, awesome. The movie is hot garbage. <laughs> Man, you flipped that switch hard. That's a bad... Have you watched that movie? Seen enough of it to know that I didn't care to watch anymore, and I've never come back to it. God, I watched it. I watched part of it. I'm like, this is awful. Uh, number two was Tomb Raider 2018. I've never seen it, so I can't say. Uh, number one, Detective Pikachu. Okay, that was an awesome movie. So you're just wrong all over the place here. Yeah, but for that list of 10 good ones, half of which you said were you didn't agree with, I'll get you 100 ones. Yeah. Suck my dick, Adam. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, this is 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all at 151 The Show. We're on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and a slew of other channels. Please like, follow, and share. Don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube channel as we uh, kind of wrap up the month of April. Uh, where do you want to go with this? Do you want to do Resident Alien real quick? Yes. Just because we, we never talked about the ending. We um, never talked about it. Overall, uh, look, it, it's about an alien. Yep. Well, we covered replaces... it one time, but we didn't we didn't wrap it up. Right. Uh, I know. I'm just I'm just giving a quick synopsis for those who may not have heard that or don't remember. Uh, it's it's a, it's an alien. He's he's sent to destroy the planet. He ends up taking the place of a doctor in a small town of Colorado. Hijinks ensue. Alan Tudyk is amazing. Uh, the show's great. It is so entertaining. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, what did you think of the ending? I liked it. I did not. Oh, really? Yeah. Of of all the episodes of the entire series, the 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 fi- the season finale was the worst one by far. Okay, then. Did you did you hate what was happening? Did you hate? I I it was one of those series where I think I felt like they got to the end and they didn't know how to wrap it up. Okay. They were they he went and got a ship, he killed some people, and then he was gonna go home and he forgot his pizza and that was about it. Um and he, he made a friend. I, I wanted more right. I wanted more with the military aspect of it or I do feel Linda Hamilton was, was wasted in that role. Yeah. Um uh I was expecting something more of a of a Billy badass and or you know, more backstory there than what we got other than I saw a weird light and, you know, when I was a kid and now I'm hunting aliens, you know, does she work for a, an organization? How'd she get these kind of authorizations, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I just, I, I thought it was just kind of a weak wrap up. I, I just wanted a little bit more with it. I, I don't think like, I don't think the series is bad by any stretch. I thought I love the series. I, right. I got a great kick out of it. I thought it was very funny. And Alan Tunick is is brilliant. I just the final episode just didn't do it for me. Maybe she'll turn out. Maybe the general will turn out to be a secret octopus person. I was gonna say maybe she's the alien that owes him money. Mm. I did when he went to the uh, alien convention, and he's yes. like, "They're dicks." Actually, very <laughs> nice guy. I thought that was really funny. Right. No, yes. I I it got it got renewed for a second season. 
Um, yes. I, I think it's going to be interesting. So, like I said, you know, like I've said many times with, you know, as we compare like Marvel movies and things like that, uh, even a bad Marvel movie is more entertaining than 90% of the crap out of there. And, you know, for me, Resident Alien was very much a breath of fresh air in a very stale COVID yeah. wasteland of nothing good on television. No, it, it really was. Going back to the movie video games. Yeah. The Marvel Avengers video game is one of the worst video games I've ever played. Well, yeah. See, and after I talked to you, because you got it ahead of me, because I was waiting for, you know, to get it for Xbox. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get it right at release date. And then I talked to you and you said it sucked and I've never bothered to get it. So uh, just going back to that. Of course, and I know then, we- it, then, it, then again, with the hundreds and hundreds of games available to me at Game Pass right now, it's really hard for me to waste time on anything that isn't really good. This show is not brought to you by Xbox. Although, (laughs) if you'd like, I'd be happy to sponsor Xbox. Do I have to do that in the YouTube? I don't think so. I would be, I would be very, very, very happy to, uh, to, to shill for, for Xbox. Yes, I would. It is the greatest thing on the planet. I'll tell you what, uh, man, since since they've started like the, the cloud play and all the rest of it, like that's actually coming to fruition now. Yeah. I kid you not. I can pick up a game. I can play a game on the Xbox. I can go downstairs to my Windows 10 PC, remote play the Xbox from downstairs, move over to my laptop if it's uh, uh, a cross-play game, pick the game up and play it directly on the computer. Then if I don't have access to the, that computer or can't play the Xbox directly, I can go on the cloud and play it on, on the computer. And then I can go to the toilet and take my phone and pick it up and play it again, all seamlessly on the same save game. I mean, it's pretty outstanding. One five on the show, not sponsored by Xbox, but playing it on the toilet. (laughs) Uh, this is 151. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all at 151 The Show. Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, where they're calling it now. Podbean. Wherever your finest <laughs> yes. podcasts are sold. And uh, don't forget to like, follow, and share, and follow us on YouTube. That kind of wraps up most of the uh, stuff for the night, right? I think we covered a lot. I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, you just heard where you can find us. Uh, just go to the bottom of the page of 151theshow.com for all that uh, nice goodness. And don't forget, we can't end without a shameless plug. Cue the music. All right, friends. This is the part of the show where we shamelessly plug the shit out of something. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be xbox it could be uh and it and it will be xbox again i promise you (laughs) xbox you have no idea what you've started here just just give the man what he wants give me more consoles microsoft uh shameless plug for me this week uh you i i thought of it when we were talking about the pro wrestling and the miz a and e is doing a, a bunch of biographies on different uh pro wrestlers and yeah. they are fantastic the first one out of the gate was for stone cold steve austin most everybody's heard of stone cold steve austin in some yeah in, i'd say that's fair you yeah. know the biography of him the best way i can sum it up uh there was another wrestler and i can't remember who his name was or i'd give him credit for it but he tweeted out he goes 
none of us knew how lucky we were to be around for the Stone Cold era of wrestling. Wrestling, right. and just the story they told and how they told it, and the the old footage and uh, the stuff you didn't know about and all that. God dang, they did a really good job with that, man. Like we were, we were sitting around, and we even Steph, who we used to watch pro wrestling every Monday night, we were right. both mesmerized by it because that was when that was when the WWE and pro wrestling was really good. Was when Austin yeah, was I there. mean, yeah, I think there was a, a period of time where yeah, you had those larger than life uh, names kind of as a resurgence. I mean, to me, that all hit its peak in the eighties, but then yes, between like Stone Cold and the rock and, you know, Kurt Angle and some of those guys that were like, really, it wasn't just wrestling people who knew who they were. They, they actually entered into the, the kind of the popular culture. Um, I couldn't tell you a, a single guy probably wrestling today. I want to like it because I remember how much fun it was. And if you've never been to a WWE live show, especially back then, I mean, it was a great, it was a great show and it was a lot of fun. I was, uh, I was at one, the one in uh, Wells Fargo in either the late nineties or early two thousands. It had to be early two thousands because Wells Fargo wasn't around and you're probably over at vets. It was, it was at, it was at Wells and it was towards the tail of my college career. So it would have been 2001, 2002, something like that. Really? Wells Fargo arena was there. Wells Fargo arena didn't open until like 2008. No. Yeah, because you want to know why? Well, maybe, maybe, no, it would have been earlier than that, but I can tell you it was after 2003. It was probably 2005. Are you looking it up? I am. You want to know why? Quick radio story for you. I was supposed to do the first remote for my old station at the first event there, but I was late getting back because I went to Wisconsin for a job interview, and my car kept breaking down. 2005. So it wasn't. 2000 the 90s well then i gotta figure out when the hell i went because i went with some people from college and was thinking it was at the end of my college career so (laughs) where the hell was i (laughs) right but you know getting back to it um if you get a chance to watch it i i really recommend watching especially (laughs) if you used to be a fan of wrestling because like i said it was so it's it's listed on the Wikipedia page. It's listed on the events that have been there. Yeah. Everything else has a year except that one. <laughs> of course. Um, the first episode was Stone Cold Steve Austin. The second episode was Rowdy uh, Rowdy Piper, which I have not watched yet. And then uh, the one coming up will be really interesting because it was Macho Man Randy Savage. And I don't know how much you know about the Macho Man Randy Savage, insanity is going to be the best word to put that out there. Well, I know that you got to... I know that you should probably talk into your mic if you're going to do this. (laughs) I know you got to snap into a Slim Jim. Okay, so I think it must have been... I must have gone to SmackDown in May of 2007. I Listen, I've been to a lot of wrestling shows, and I'll tell you this much right now. The house shows are almost more fun than the live shows. Do you know the difference? Yeah. Um, the live shows are the ones that are actually taping. Yes. For broadcast. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, what's up. funny, what's funny is then if that is the one I went to, I saw Matt Hardy defeat the Miz. Really? Uh, at that show. I actually, yes. I've interviewed the Miz before and he's a great dude. If that is the one that I saw Dave Batista wrestle and didn't even know it at the time. Um, uh, you want to know the, uh, uh, one of my claims of fame? Well, actually there are two. 
really cool matches I've seen at live shows that you would have never thought would have been big deals at the time. My first week back at college, this would have been 1999, uh, Raw was at uh, Hilton Coliseum up in Ames. What makes that show big is the night before at the pay-per-view, Mankind, Mick Foley, won the title in a three-way match with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H, right? Okay. The next night, Triple H in Ames won his first ever heavyweight championship. Nice. And he'd go on to win multiple other ones, become essentially he's probably going to be the CEO of WWE. And I saw him win his first title in Ames, Iowa. Nice. Uh, The other one, so Shawn Michaels, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, back when he was champion, uh, or excuse me, yeah, he was champion. He retired after a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He blew up his back at one point, and he was completely out of it, right? And I like yeah. how this shameless plug has just kind of kept going into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's consuming a major portion of the show. <laughs> it's so much fun to talk about, though. But anyways, so he wrestled his last match before coming back after a four-year hiatus against Stone Cold Steve Austin. I saw Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin when he first came to the uh, WWE at a Superstars taping in, at Vets Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa. Nice. And Shawn Michaels beat Stone... Or he would have been just Steve Austin at the time. He beat Steve Austin, no problem. Oh, I bet. And I think the very first event at, um, at the arena, I think, was Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Huck Jam, 2005. Yeah, you'd think you'd think that one would be a a bigger memory for all of us. Um, I was supposed to do the remote, and uh, I I called that Ryan Patrick, who's been on the show a number of times. I'm like, I'm not gonna make it back. My car was vapor locking on the way back from Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Oh, jeez. And I could go for about thirty minutes at about forty five miles an hour, and then it would die, and I'd have to let it cool off for like a half hour. So Ryan probably had to go cover your remote. No, somebody else did. Everything the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll leave that at that. All right, friends, that's going to do it for us. If you get a chance, go check out A&E's uh, biography. Uh, the Macho Man is coming up this weekend, which that's when I really... I, I never got into Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Like, I never got it. Maybe no, I'd understand I, it more I if I watched the biography, but really... Uh, go watch the Stone Cold Steve Austin one. It's great. I, I will, and I will also say as a as a companion piece to that, uh, the the HBO documentary a couple years ago on Andre the Giant. Yes, uh, very is good. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, whether you're a wrestling guy or not, uh, that dude is just a very interesting individual. All right, friends, that's gonna do it for us. Have a great rest of the night. And uh, check us out at 151theshow.com. Have a good one. Xbox. Ah! Xbox.